Hey, darling. Welcome to the She's a Creative podcast. Are you a female creative who wants to own your purpose and dominate your creative business? Then this is the podcast for you. I'm Kay, your host and guide to help you on your way to creative freedom and success. Hey, boo. Hey. Okay, so today I'm going to be answering questions about SEO. If you are not in the She's a Creative Facebook group, girl, what are you waiting for? Because that's where I'm asking all my questions and giving people feedback and helping them out with building their creative business. So we're just going to hop right to it. I think I have about five or six questions that I'm going to answer really quick because I waited until the last minute to record this podcast. So it is currently Monday, September 17th, and this episode is going out tomorrow on the 18th. So it is like the ninth hour and I'm trying to record and edit this to be up on Tuesday. So you guys do not be like me. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to start with question number one. It came from Bernique and she asked, what is it and how do I make people read my stuff? So SEO is search engine optimization. Basically it's going to help your page, your blog, your website, whatever it is, it's going to help you show up in an organic search. So what's an organic search? Basically, an organic search is when someone just goes into Google and asks it a question, you know, you type something in, you're looking for something, um, and your page is going to show up, you know, or ideally your page will show up if you have your SEO and everything on point. So basically, that's what SEO is going to do for you. And it's basically how you set up your website or your page or your blog to be found and searched on Google organically with no paid ads, no paid traffic or anything like that. Um, So basically what's going to happen is when someone is looking for something or if they have a question about something, they're going to type this into Google and Google is going to pick up the keywords in their question and try to offer them, you know, some sort of solution or, um, you know, answers. It's just going to help them find the answer to their problem or question using Google. Um, And that's going to be organic because you haven't, most people don't necessarily pay for SEO in the traditional sense. It's not going to be ads or anything like that. Um, So what you're going to want to do is, um, and this is going to answer the question about how to make people read your stuff. Um, So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to use keywords that other people are searching so that you can show up in your ideal audience. um, So you can show up in your ideal audience's searches. Um, And so you're going to be basically trying to provide answers uh, for their questions. Now, I do want to say that you cannot make anybody read your stuff. Um, that it, that's just not realistic. So the whole portion about how do I make people read my stuff? Okay. You can't make anyone do anything, but you can attract people with consistency and having quality content. So that's going to be like the number one thing. I mean, I know you might not want to hear this, but consistency and content is king, honey. So that's where you need to be focused on. You do not need to be focused on making, quote unquote, making people read your stuff, but instead focus on attracting quality people and your ideal audience with your consistency and with your quality content. So you're going to want to make sure that you're constantly answering questions and providing value so that people can find and see you. So in your blog post, which is why you're doing SEO in the first place, um, you're trying to show up in this organic search. You're going to want to do, you know, how to questions or actually answering a legitimate question that your ideal audience might have. Um, And then you're also going to provide value and teach them something or relate to them on some kind of level. That's how you're going to get people to find you and to see you because they're going to search you and they're going to find, you know, that you have the answer to a problem that they have, or they're just going to see that you have a valuable uh, perspective or valuable information about a certain topic that they want to learn more about. Y'all, I'm trying to talk a little slower, but it is not happening. And I'm currently sitting in a gym in a hotel. Um, (laughs) So yeah, just excuse me if I'm talking fast as usual. Y'all know me. 
Anyway, so Becky Streep, I think that's her last name, she had a couple questions for me as well, so I'm gonna go through that. So she was wondering, um, it says, I've been wondering lately about crafting headlines and leads. I think that's leads. Um, and basically leads is, it's a snippet, and we'll talk about that later. Anyway, she's asking, how important is it to have your exact keyword in both? I feel like Google is smart enough to know that similar keywords are useful to someone searching for a specific term, but I don't have data to back that up. Okay, boom. Yes, Google is very smart. Um, Google is smart enough to kind of figure out your keywords to know which keywords you're looking for. You gave the example of eggplant recipe versus eggplant recipes. Um, yes, so Google is smart enough to figure out that, okay, that is all the keyword. Um, but as far as using your keywords, you should definitely use the exact keyword that you wanna show up for in your headlines, your titles, and anywhere else that you can use it. Um, the reason why you want to do this is because Google is basically, um, if you know a little bit about, um, if you know a little bit about SEO, you know that Google basically crawls your page with, um, you know, it just crawls your page. I, I don't want to make this too complicated. It's going to crawl your page and basically read as much as it, as it possibly can from your page. So the more information you give it about what keyword you want to show up for, the easier it will be for Google to rank you because it's going to be clear to, to Google that this is what your page is about. So if you can use um, whatever your keyword is in your headline, in your little snippet, wherever you can use it, use it, honey, because that's going to make the world of difference as far as Google being able to figure out what your keyword is and what this article or blog post or website is about. And it's gonna make you show up higher in the search results, which is ultimately what you want it to do. The whole purpose of SEO is to start showing up higher in search results so that people can see your content organically without you having to pay for it. The last thing I wanna say about that is a really good plugin that you can use to help you with um, SEO. And this is gonna really work well because you're concerned about your headlines and your titles and everything, is to use the Yoast plugin. Now, now Yoast is a plugin that, as far as I know, it's used on WordPress. I'm not sure if it's used on any other um, platforms, but I know that WordPress allows you to download this plugin. And honey, it is gold, like girl. Everything that you could possibly need to figure out and know, about SEO and just helping you optimize your blog posts and your website, the Yoast plugin is Bay. So Y-O-A-S-T, that's the plugin, get that. And if you're on WordPress, like you will have a fully optimized blog, website or whatever. So my last few questions come from the same person. I totally appreciate you, boo. You asked me three questions. This is um, Ray Andra. I think I said her name right. Um, and so your first question was, how do I get started implementing SEO into my blog? Okay. First, I just want to say, I can speak from using WordPress um, specifically, Lord, I can't talk. I can speak from using WordPress specifically, but I'm sure that what I'm about to say can be used on pretty much any platform. But because I'm most familiar with WordPress, that's kind of where I'm going to be leaning towards when I'm talking about it. Um, but SEO, in a nutshell, um, first, I would say that to get started on implementing it into your blog, you need to be clear on what your blog posts or what the blog page, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to optimize, you need to be clear about what that is about because that's going to be kind of the first step in figuring out what you want to do next. So the next thing that I would suggest is that you want to start using keywords. Okay. Now there are two types of keywords. There are long tail keywords and short tail. Short tail keywords are going to be one to two words long, maximum of two words. Long tail keywords are going to have obviously more than two words. So from research and just from what I believe and understand, 
long tail keywords are going to be more effective because people don't usually search just one word when they're looking for something. If you're looking for fall fashion, right, you're not going to just Google fashion. You're going to Google fall 2018 fashion trends. So it will be more effective, at least in my opinion, to use long tail keywords. And there are a few instances where short tail keywords, you know, totally work. But in general, I would go with the long tail keywords. Now, once you know what your blog post topic is, or once you have an idea and know what your page is about or whatever it is that you're trying to optimize, um, now you want to, and once you've crafted your searchable keywords, then you're going to craft your blog post. Now, the reason why I'm saving crafting your blog post until after you know your keywords is because I want you to be really clear on what your message is and who you're trying to attract and where you want to show up in the search results. And the only way that you can do that is if you know what your keywords are and then craft your blog. Because when you're crafting your blog, what you're going to want to do is sprinkle, sprinkle your keywords throughout the blog post or the website, whatever you're doing in a very conversational way. So you don't want to be spammy because Google is cracking down on people that are basically, um, I can't remember what they're calling it, but basically it's when you keyword, oh, keyword stuff. They're, they're, they're catching on to people that are trying to keyword stuff their page or blog or whatever to get more views. And they're actually blocking those pages. So you want to sprinkle your keyword in there one or two, you know, maybe three times just so that, so that Google can know that, okay, this is what this blog post or this is what this website or whatever is about. Now, you don't want to be spammy. You just want to include it a few times, especially, especially in the first paragraph. If you can put it in the first sentence, that would be even better. So sometimes if I'm doing, like if you guys read my blog post, especially on the She's a Creative website, you'll be able to see that usually in the first sentence or so, I pretty much restate the title because the title is usually my keyword, like, you know, how to write an effective call to action or something like that. And so I'm going to put that at the top and it's not spammy. I'm telling you what my blog post is about and Google is able to read and see what my blog post is is about. So I forgot to tell you guys some ways that I find my long tail keywords and even my short keywords. Um, basically what I use is I use Google and I use Google Trends. So um, my favorite thing to do honestly is to use Google. I don't even really bother with Google Trends much, but I felt the need to reference it since that's something a lot of people use. But honestly, go to Google and type in your topic. Google is going to basically, once you start typing the first couple of words, Google is going to give you suggestions of other um, titles or topics or words or questions or whatever, look at that and see if one of those resonate and kind of makes sense to what you're about to talk about. That's a great way to figure out what are other people searching for because Google is going to suggest something to you and the only way they're going to suggest it is if other people thought of it as well. So you want to use those things. You want to really utilize Google because that's where you're trying to rank. So it's going to be a lot smarter for you to use the data they have than try to make it up yourself. So go to Google, start typing in, you know, how to, maybe you're doing like how I did one, how to write an effective call to action. Well, what I originally typed in was, you know, writing in a call to action or how to write a call to action. And that's how I was able to figure out, okay, what's the best title that I could use that I know other people are searching for. So Google is bay as far as figuring out where your keywords are going to be and you don't have to pay for it. So, Hey, why not do it? Now, back to the blog post. Now that you know your keywords, whichever ones you're going to use, um, and I recommend having about two to three different keywords that you kind of use that you can interchange throughout your blog post. Um, and then at the end, you'll pretty much show up in at least one of them. So that's always great. Now, after you've written your blog post, you've uploaded it, you want to now start to optimize the actual page that your blog is going to be on. And so what I mean by that is you're going to want to focus on your website slug. So you're going to want your slug to include the keyword if possible. Now, 
I'm sure you're like, what the heck is a slug? So basically the slug is the portion of your website that is going to um, tell you, tell your audience what page you're on. And ultimately it's telling Google what's on that page. So I'm gonna give you an example because I know that it doesn't make any sense. I hope y'all understood that because I totally stuttered. Anyway, so for example, my contact page on my website is mrskh.com slash contact. So you know that you're on the contact page. The word contact is my slug. So mrskh.com slash contact. The word contact is my slug and that's telling Google what's on this page. Does that make sense? I'm sure it does. I don't know why I said that like you guys can answer me, but maybe you guys said yes out loud. I don't know. Anyway, so when you have multiple words in your slug, you're going to put a hyphen between the words. So if you guys look on the She's a Creative, I think in that blog, um, one of them is how to write an effective call to action. So it's www.she'sacreative.com slash, and then here goes the slug, how hyphen to hyphen write hyphen a hyphen effective hyphen call hyphen to hyphen action. Why do I have to do that? I don't know, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> Anyway, so that is the slug. Um, and so when you're using multiple words, like, like I said, you're gonna put a hyphen or a dash, whatever you wanna call it, in between the words. So basically the slug is gonna be how Google knows exactly what your page is about. So you want to make sure that you use a keyword there because Google is searching it. Google is looking, they're trying to figure out what is this page about and they're not gonna know unless you tell them. And that's what that slug is gonna be really good for. So sometimes you're, um, your whatever you're uploading your blog to, whether it's WordPress or um, you know Wix or whatever, they might try to change that slug to like numbers and letters and something random. Don't do that. You want to optimize that for SEO because you want Google to pick it up and know that this is what you're talking about, so that you can show up in organic search. So there are many different ways that you can get started with SEO, but I would start here. And um, I really don't want to like go too far into this question because I mean, like I can go for days about SEO, but that's a good starting point. And of course, if you guys have any questions, just drop them in the She's a Creative group and I can definitely get back to them or do a whole nother episode, which that's probably what will happen. Anyway, so she had another question, Ray, Andra, I hope I said your name right, boo. Anyway, so your next question was, how do I know what the target words are for my niche? So this truly depends on your niche. And I'm sure that's why you asked me that question. Um, I wish you would have told me what your niche was so that I could kind of give you a few examples. So I'm just going to give an example of a travel blogger. So basically, um, some target words that you might think of are like travel, travel blog, travelocity, you know, different other, you know, travel websites or whatever. You could use those. Um, budget traveler, exotic traveler, um, Iceland travels, because some people do, you know, travel blogs based on specific locations. Um, so really, it just depends on what your niche is. And think about words that are gonna resonate with your target audience. What kind of things are, are your target audience looking for? And that's what you're gonna use as your target words. And I'm guessing that you mean keywords for target words. So um, I'm gonna kind of use that a little interchangeably. Um, so when you're looking for keywords, like I said earlier, one thing that you can definitely do is go to Google and type into Google, um, you know, whatever you're looking for, like whatever your niche is, type that in and see what comes up. See what kind of questions come up around whatever your niche is. That's gonna, that's gonna help you find keywords for your niche and keywords that your actual audience is looking for. Um, now, like I said, um, I don't know if I told you guys this, but there is something called Google Keyword Planner. And that's something else that can help you with keywords because basically you can kind of type in like uh, a type, a topic or like some sort of niche or whatever you want to do. You can type it in and you can see what people are searching for in relation to that word. And that's going to be really helpful um, if you just can't really think of any other keywords that you want to use. So that's one thing that you can do. Um, 
One thing that I would say is that think of words that you think your audience is looking for. Think of questions that they're looking for. Type that in and then go through and um, basically figure out how competitive that is. So you might want to go through and see like, oh, you know, there are, you know, 100,000 hits or whatever for this certain term or keyword or whatever. This may not be as competitive as, you know, using a more general term and there's a million hits for it. So that's just something that you might wanna do just to see how competitive it is, but really it doesn't matter because if you write bomb content and you really optimize that post for you know SEO optimization, you should be fine. So that's just something that you can do for that. Um, I hope I answered your question because I was a little confused as to what you meant by the target words, but I think you meant keywords and really it's the only way that you can know is by trying it and by looking it up in Google and seeing how many other people are searching for this thing. And Google will really kind of help you, you know, get things on track as far as what people are searching for. And the Google Keyword Planner is complete life. Like if you ever got stomped, that's the first place I would tell somebody to look. So your last question and the last question I'm gonna talk about today is what's your favorite resources to learn SEO? So I have a few of them. Um, and so the first thing that I would say, and this is not a resource for me to learn SEO, but it's definitely one of my favorite resources as far as um, preparing myself to do or use SEO. Um, and that would be the Google Keyword Planner or just Google itself. Um, that is definitely like the best, that, that's the first place I go when I'm looking for what my audience is looking for. And if there's a topic that I want to talk about, like I'm just going to keep using the example I've been using about the effective call to action. I had a blog post idea of call to actions that I wanted to share. And I Googled call to action. I Googled a lot of different things. And what ended up coming up was a lot of people were looking for how to write an effective call to action. And so that's what I decided to write my blog post about. And I optimized my blog page for that specific keyword, which was how to write an effective call to action. So you can use Google or the Google Keyword Planner, and that'll really help you out. Another resource I like to use is Yoast, um, Y-O-A-S-T. They also have a plugin, um, like I was talking about earlier on WordPress, but they also have a blog that talks a lot, a lot, a lot about SEO, because that's that's the whole premise behind Yoast, is that they are a SEO plugin, and they have a blog that's gonna that really gives you a lot of information, and they have courses and everything that kind of teaches you how to do and, you know, really perfect SEO on your website. So I love using them. And the last thing that I would say, um, I don't know. Hmm. Oh yeah, I remember now. So the last one that I would say is Backlinko. So it's B-A-C-K-L-I-N-K-O.com. Um, and so that's a really great tool for learning SEO. There's this, it's, it's run by this guy who, um, he's just basically an SEO genius and he does a lot of SEO. Um, really, I think his biggest focus is YouTube, but it doesn't matter because um, YouTube, again, is a, oh, and YouTube, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, YouTube is another place that you can go if you want to find keywords because people are searching for video content, but that doesn't mean that you can't write, you know, a blog post about what people are searching for on YouTube. So that's another place that you can find. Um, you can also find your keywords there as well. So, but anyway, I think his focus, his biggest focus is uh, YouTube, but the same concept kind of overlaps on both YouTube and in your blog because either way it's a search engine and you're showing up in the search and honestly YouTube ranks really high on Google search so why not use that resource so I really like using him because he's really informative about things like SEO so 
that is pretty much it. So I think I answered all the questions that I was asked about this topic. Um, of course, if you guys have any more questions, y'all know y'all can just DM them to me or you guys can drop them in the group and maybe I'll do another one of these to kind of answer people's questions. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully I don't do it at the last minute, but yeah, boo. Anyway, so thank you guys so much for listening in. And of course, as usual, I'll talk to y'all later. That was like such an abrupt ending. I don't even know I want to end like that. Hmm. I don't even know if I should edit this part out either. Child, I don't know. Lord. Anyway, let me get off y'all's car, radio, headphones, whatever. Okay. Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the She's a Creative Podcast. If you enjoyed this, let me know by sharing a review on iTunes or sending me a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your favorite part. Go follow me on social media to get more inspiration, wisdom, and tips at She's a Creative Podcast or at Mrs. K Hillman on Instagram. And check out the blog at She's a Creative.com. I love you, creative darlings, so much. And until next time, keep building your creative dreams.